0: Hello and welcome to the Shay hates everything podcast, where we talk about video games, movies, comics, and other shit that matters. My name is Shay, and today I hate being sick for ten
1: days and counting. (laughs) Um, Hello, my name is Kyle, and today I hate me.
0: Yeah, I
1: am not also sick. I was for once. I I was doing that for solidarity. I
0: feel like you are sick a lot when we record.
1: Yeah, well, it's just like like you just
0: recovered from being sick a lot.
1: Yeah, it's been crappy this year. I mean, the weather's been crazy, like up and down a lot because it's Ohio. Well, it
0: has been here, too, but like on a smaller scale. Like, I think maybe last week, one of the days during the week, it was like 85 during in the middle of the day. And then it's been down. It's like low 50s. Which, like, that's pretty cold for Atlanta in the spring. Yeah. But it's not as crazy as Ohio. Or I know Dad texts us with, like, oh, we got some snow the other day. Yeah, we did.
1: Spring break. (laughs) No, thank you. Um, So so I'm at the end of my spring break right now. We're about to Uh head back to to school at the high school. So, um, yeah, I, like, basically what I did the entire spring break was stage crew for the musical. Yeah, um, because we have to construct this giant 26 foot wide flying flat that has mm-hmm. to go in and out in a batten and has five functioning doors. And I finally we finally finished constructing it. I got all the doors on it yesterday and we waited it and flew it, which was incredibly dangerous and difficult and scary right. for me because I didn't want any of the kids to get hurt. Um, but we managed to do it first try, which was awesome. Sweet. So, so um, does that
0: mean it's it's all good? Like it won't be stressful every time?
1: um to fly it in and out? yeah so like i we basically it's in weight now so okay so uh, it's like, we, it's- yeah we got enough weight on the on the valence so um got it uh so yeah it should it should be it, it's easy to pull in and out now because it's in weight i mean it takes some gumption to get going but once it gets moving it flows pretty well mm-hmm. um just because it's such a big piece um so yeah that's basically what i did my entire spring break i i scheduled stage crew from 10 to 5 like every day um Mm -hmm. i canceled wednesday because we had some crazy flooding uh like most of the roads were flooded and we had like a tornado warning in our area um, on tuesday so i sent the kids home early because of that on tuesday and then wednesday i was like you know what screw this no i'm staying Mm -hmm. in and it was wednesday when i stayed in (laughs) that my heat decided to stop working (laughs) so i'm I'm wondering if maybe we got hit by like lightning or something on tuesday Mm. um but i had a guy come out on friday to come look at it he said it was the motherboard in our gas furnace so i have to get a new motherboard he has to come install it on monday so right now in my home outside it's like 28 degrees in my home it is 53 you you guys
0: have like a space heater right
1: yeah, but Kara's in the bedroom and she has it, and I don't. <laughs> so that's, that's why I'm all bundled up. Yeah, I have like I'm double layered and a blanket all wrapped around me. So it looks <laughs> like, like I have an Eskimo. Yeah, I know. what <laughs> so I was about to say, if like if you were to blur my webcam image, it looked like I just have like a lot of blonde hair because I have this tan <laughs> blanket. I just flip it around. Yeah. So having having a fun spring break the
0: joys of home ownership
1: yeah when something yeah. breaks
0: you can't call the landlord you just have to pay for it
1: yeah well and this isn't all that expensive it's only going to be like 120 bucks or something uh, all right so it's not yeah. that bad
0: yeah so i guess i mean we should say apologies for missing last week for uh, last episode obviously i was sick um yeah man, quick rant on me being sick. let me let me let me set you up the timeline here because I'm not joking when I say I've been sick for 10 days and I'm not feeling any better so we'll see how long this lasts. maybe I'll still be sick in the next episode but uh, so I started feeling some like flu symptoms not this past Friday but the previous Friday. When I was at work, got home, like chugged an emergency, was drinking water to try to stave it off, and I failed. And it just hit me like a fucking truck Friday night. Had like a 102 degree fever and just like awful congestion and coughing and hot and cold flashes, just all that awfulness. And so woke up Saturday when we were supposed to record the podcast and was like, no way in hell am I able to do this. Felt like that all through Saturday, all through Sunday. Took a sick day from work on Monday, I started feeling a little bit better. My fever broke on Monday and I'd been like slamming, you know, ibuprofen, mucinex, Tylenol, cold and flu, basically any meds that I could get my hand on. I'm just like chugging bottles. And so on Tuesday, I was like, I, I'm feeling better. I'm not ready to go to work because I'm still very symptomatic, but I don't have a fever. I'll be work from home on Tuesday. So I did that. I was feeling not great, like still kind of just feeling gross and sick, like a bad cold kind of sick and did the same thing on Wednesday and I was just like I don't know why I'm not like I don't know why I'm not really feeling that much better but I stopped taking fever medication because my fever had broken well sure enough Friday afternoon my fever shot's back up because it apparently had not broken I just suppressed it with all my meds and so that's why I wasn't better is because I was still super sick it was just covering it up with my medication right so I did like a virtual urgent care visit because it was cheaper than going to actual urgent care, and the doctor diagnosed me with an upper respiratory infection Yay. and prescribed me some like you know uh, antibiotics and some Claritin, some more heavy duty stuff to help clear up all the congestion. And about an hour after that appointment, when I was getting ready to go pick up my prescriptions, I felt like a pop in my ear, the way that you do, like when you're flying and you get that like popping in your ear, and you need to like yeah. stretch your jaw, chew gum, yawn, etc., to get rid of it. Except it wasn't going away, and so when I went and picked up my prescription, I was like, "Hey, so my ear was like all clogged up, and I have this ringing noise. What's the deal with that?" And she's like, "Well, that's probably a symptom of the respiratory infection because you have all this pressure in your in your na- nasal cavity in your head that it's right. just that's where it's you know focusing." I was like, "Okay, that makes sense. So the amoxicillin that I'm on should help get rid of that because it's getting fighting the bacteria, etc." So, I uh. Took those meds. And then on Thursday, I was like, you know what? I need another sick day. I need you to just stay in bed, do nothing. And uh, my fever was still there. And so I took a sick day Thursday. Friday, I wasn't feeling better at all. Still have a fever. Still all my problems. My ears still clogged up. So I took another fucking sick day. Three sick days in a week. Plus, I never even went into the office once. It sucks. And so uh, my fever finally broke Friday afternoon because I wasn't taking any... Like fever meds, because they just told me, let the fever ride it out. That just means your body's working. If the fever persists for like five more days, then it's a problem. But it should go away in a couple days. And sure enough, it went away Friday. The fever has not come back, thank the Lord. But all day yesterday and still this morning, like I still have all the symptoms. Still super congested. I have a really bad cough. I'm getting the hot and cold flashes. Like I'm drenched in sweat right now. I'm just sitting in my apartment drenched in sweat because I am just feel hot. And then the worst part is this ear thing. It's been four fucking days that I've been on these meds and my symptoms are not going away at all. And so after we record this podcast, I'm going back to the urgent care to see if they can prescribe me something more intense or like take a look at my ear and see if it's another problem. Because I talked to mom and uh, Kelly's mom, who's also a nurse, and I called an urgent care on like Friday to say to describe the ear problem. And they were like, yeah, you probably also developed an ear infection. From all this other stuff. So you probably have two infections that the amoxicillin is fighting, which might explain why it's not going away because it's not that strong of a medication. So it's just like, I'm just so fucking done. It's been 10 days. 10 days. And our anniversary was last week and I was sick for that. My birthday, my 30th birthday is this coming Thursday. And if I'm still sick, by the time that it's my birthday, I took off Thursday, Friday from work. I was going to play some video games, Marathon the Lord of the Rings movies. And I guess I can still do all those things if I'm sick. But I don't want to be sick. It's my birthday. (laughs) So I'm just pissed. The whole situation sucks. So apologies in advance. I probably sound a little bit congested still. And I'm going to take notes whenever I cough to try to edit it out. But apologies if you do catch a cough here and there. Because I have a pretty bad one. But that's the sitch. I didn't want to miss another week. The show must go on, as they say. So here we are talking about video games and movies and very important things as i currently want to die and kyle is freezing
1: to death in his own home (laughs) (laughs) no i got this blanket and i am not moving my hands outside of the blanket except to scroll down on our document page (laughs) right (laughs) so i'm i'm hanging in there i'm doing okay but, yeah, like, well, be- because the weather in Ohio has been so up and down, the mm-hmm. pressure has been, like, crazy. So, like, Kara and I both, our sinuses have been going nuts. So yeah. this is, like, actually kind of a good day for me. I sound mostly okay. Um, but you might hear a little bit of sniffling just because it's cold. Well, and because
0: the like it's springtime now, in Georgia, we get this awful, awful pollen. It's like one of the worst oh. in the country for pollen. And so that always triggers everybody's allergies. And Kelly gets, like she's she's just had a cough now for a couple of weeks, a bad cough. And I don't think, like I've never had allergies before. I don't think that's affecting me at all. But it certainly can't be helping to be breathing in all this like gross, poison green pollen. It just coats everything. Yeah. So it sucks. It's a bad time
1: springtime no it's good bad very time. bad day indeed do you want to jump into it bro sure yeah uh tell me well i don't know you just talked a lot you want me to take the wheel yeah tell me Kyle, about some take uh, the wheel? some
0: games it's been like three weeks now so we've been building up some content
1: yeah absolutely um so weird like sleeper release came out as cube 2 yeah um i remember like the original cube was because it, it's, it's a puzzle game it's a first person puzzle game kind of in the vein of like portal or or the witness or something in that in that realm um and the original one came out and it's got to be like six years ago now because it was one of the first games i played on my youtube channel like i remember I when yeah there was um, a
0: time like because i was still living in atlanta and i came to visit you at some point so we did like it, w- it wasn't co-op because a single player game but like i right. sat in with you on a couple of the videos i remember
1: that right right Um, and it's, it's basically the way the, the way the puzzles work, um, how they're set up is you have a glove that you can switch colors and there are basically, um, blank slate blocks that you can put a different color onto. And so, okay. So if it's green, it's like a stepping stone. If it's blue, it makes you jump. And then there's all these different color combinations you can do and use them to solve puzzles in the environment. But there are Mm -hmm. like specific places. Much like in Portal, how there are specific surfaces that you can um, put a portal onto, in Cube there are specific surfaces that you can change colors and have them do different functions. So in this new one, Cube Two, it's the same thing, um, but they've added a lot of these new like physics-based puzzles with like rolling balls and stuff, okay. uh, and like sliding, and like there's a th- like there are things where there's a lot of pressure plates that you're standing on to make stuff happen, um, and like dropping blocks onto to make happen um and they'll like one of them is oh they'll coat a thing in like this black goo and so if a a block is coated in black goo if it gets hit by another block it'll keep sliding like infinitely that's what the black goo does if a block is coated in black goo you can set it on fire using a fire nozzle uh pressure plate thing but after a few seconds it'll burn out the black goo so it won't keep sliding and so there are certain doors that are like hey you have to hit something with force aka slide into it or like roll a ball into it or hey this door needs to be burned so you need to slide and burn something into it um so that's most of the puzzles um i mean it it, it switches them up in a fun way and it kind of introduces you to these mechanics um at a decent pace but uh it begins to feel pretty rote after a while like I don't know what I just unlocked the ability and I think this happened in the first cube as well because you start out and you can only ever ever have one of each color going at a time Um, and that's how they kind of limit some things and like make oh there's a very specific way to solve this at a certain point I believe the first cube did this too you unlock the ability to have any number of any color going at any given time so it makes the puzzles a lot more complex sure Um, but you're using, you know, those, basically, those base knowledge, um, uh, well, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, those, like, little, the micro-solutions, like, you basically figure out, hey, if I do this and this in this sequence in this order looking sure. like this, this will happen. And then, so you use that, but, like, in combination with each other, um, in a way that you couldn't when you could only have one of each, so. It's like the
0: portal ones, like, from Portal 2, where you have the like the, the yeah. boxes that with the lights and stuff, are you have to match them all up in the right order and that kind right. of Right. And how you're, like you are taking those like,
1: early concepts and expanding yeah. them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um so it it does that and I think it does that pretty well. I haven't beaten it yet. Um they did because the first cube didn't have any narrative. This one actually does. Um hmm. I wouldn't say it's that well written or realized. It's feels like it was sort of tacked on because it needed something is um, it a silent
0: protagonist
1: no like portal oh okay. no there's a there's a you're you are a chick and she's talking to various people and this other thing hmm. um so yeah it, it's interesting um how much is it on steam cube 2
0: it's also on ps4 i believe i think okay. they released at the same time because i was looking at it too because i remember you playing the first game i might have actually bought the first game on ps4 through some psn sale a while ago
1: you may Um, have because i remember watching you play it and it was
0: yeah maybe and it seemed fun um but yeah i'm pretty sure that it released on ps4 as well because i was looking at getting it
1: okay yeah cube 2 it's only 25 bucks on steam i don't know what it is on the psn but i I feel like that's a reasonable price for it um i've put like four hours into it so far and i'm not done yet i think i just like got into another new big area full of rooms and stuff so uh, it's a decent length and the puzzles are satisfying when you get through them and you get into Mm -hmm. a good flow with it so um also i played because i i was in the mood for um i and i have been in this mood for a while um to play like a like a settlement management sim kind of thing cuz like right. I kept getting that itch partially scratched through like phone games where like oh like build mm. the thing and then mm-hmm. but then it's full of all these free to play elements that totally suck and timers and stuff and it's like Bleh. so I've been wanting like a a good one of those because that's how I always played Age of Empires 2 back in the day was mm-hmm. I played it more like a settlement sim um like I wouldn't really like, I would build up the crap out of my base, and, like, I would play on easy so the enemies wouldn't, like, actively come at you, but mm-hmm. I would, like, build the crap out of my base, and then once once I was bored, I would then go, like, beat the enemies. Destroy the entire world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I would have, like, a six-hour-long match where, right. like, I was just building up and then go destroy everything, um, and so the game Banished came out a couple of years ago, um, maybe three now, Um and I completely forgot that I had it in my Steam library. Mm-hmm. So uh, I installed it, and I had never played it before. I had bought it at one point thinking, like, hey, maybe I would be interested in this kind of game at some point. Um, and it plays really, really well. Um, I don't know that it really has an end goal, which mm-hmm. I kind of like because it, it allows me to just kind of play as much of it as I want to and then just be done with it and feel fine. Um there's some limited progression. There aren't a lot of different buildables. Like it doesn't seem like there are upgrades for buildings and stuff. It's like you build it and then it's there and it functions the way you want it to. Um, but your population is ever growing and it continues to grow. And so that creates new problems and like logistic logistical problems for you to solve. Um, it's a, it's kind of, it's the balancing act of resources that those games, uh, tend to do and this one, i think this one does it really well so it's banished on steam it's been out for a little while now um yeah i played it i played a
0: couple hours of it when it first came out maybe more than a couple hours but because uh, i'm not super into those type of games but i saw this and wanted to give one a shot and really like the aesthetic of this because it's very like tribal's not the word but it's it's
1: how, um, how would you describe it like colonial it, it, colonial yeah
0: yeah like early colonialist sort of vibe which i thought was cool like right. a lot of hunting and fishing and wood houses all that kind of stuff yeah and like traders
1: um, come like once a year
0: right i i'm just not very good at those kind of games cuz i don't really play them i think i started two maybe three different settlements and all of them,
1: everybody died after a couple hours. <laughs> so the nice thing is that on Steam Workshop, because I knew it was a hard game. That's why I yeah. never jumped into it, because like, I wasn't up for that challenge. Like I just want a chill settlement experience. Like I just yeah. want to do what I want to do and like build and plan stuff out. Um, so on the Workshop, there are um, little plugins, essentially, that you can subscribe to that um, are like, oh, you get 50% more wood when you harvest trees uh, and okay. 50% more stone and iron um, and food and stuff. And so that's, I have those just to make it easier on myself so that it's not frustrating. Um, and even with those, like sometimes I'm not doing a good job and my food supplies get really low. And so I have to like scramble. And, um, that's been the current balancing act is I don't have enough food production going, but, um, because, like, I don't want to min-max stuff. I just sure. want a chill experience. Yeah, just have fun. And those, yeah, and those workshop mods allow me to do that. So that's been that's been a lot of fun. Um, I found
0: the menus to be a little obtuse. Like, yeah. there's just a lot. And part of it's because they're not really stylized in, like, for the game. They're just very straightforward, like an yeah. Excel spreadsheet almost. And that, I don't know, that was a bit. And, again, just because I'm not super familiar with the genre, it was pretty overwhelming to me. Okay. all the different things, that, all the different you know menu options that you had and the buttons, etc. They they, it wasn't very easily digestible.
1: Yeah, I, I, it took me a little bit to find a configuration of Windows and stuff that I liked and that right. I thought were necessary. Um, but yeah, I think like once you figure that out, I think it flows a lot better from there. Mm-hmm. Um, another settlement management sim, but this one is sci-fi, and it recently came out, is Surviving Mars. It's made by the Planet Coaster people. Um it has a lot more progression than banish does um Mm -hmm. it's like i think there's too much micromanagement with it though and i think it's more frustrating than it is rewarding because like it's this you're you're colonizing mars um and so like there's this illusion of freedom of like yeah i'm gonna like build my own colony i'm gonna do all this stuff but there are all these restrictions like hidden requirements for buildings that like you can't plan for because it doesn't tell you ahead of time like Mm -hmm. oh this one only has ports for these types of pipes on this end and this end um so when you go to build it um like like you can't even select it to build it unless you have a prefab for it and you have to like order that from earth and wait for a rocket to come when it finally gets there it's like Sometimes you realize, oh, I didn't actually leave enough space for it because I didn't know how big it was going to be when it got here. And, like, I don't have the pipes in this area, so I have to extend, like, longer pipes. But the more pipes you have, the more often they break down and the bigger problem it is. And, like, it's not clear about how, like, all the drones work because the drones can repair that stuff, but they can only repair it if they're within range. And it's very confusing as to how the ranges actually work because some of them are centered on the shuttles, some of them are centered on the rovers. And it's like these overlapping fields of drone area of effectiveness, and it just mm-hmm. doesn't it doesn't explain it well. Um, it seems like a game that you would want to use a wiki or a tutorial with, right? Um, and I just wasn't up for that at the moment like and so th- i i bought it and then i played a little bit of it like an hour and a half of it and was just like no so i went <laughs> ahead and refunded it and then that's when i realized i had banished in my sure. stream library so i played that instead and that has been a lot more enjoyable that that, that was what i was looking for um so i don't know if, if that's something that interests you Like, if that is a genre that you're into and you're maybe up for a little more of a challenge, I think Surviving Mars has a lot more on offer than Banished does. Like, Banished is pretty bare bones, it feels like, in comparison. Um, Surviving Mars has a lot going on. So if that's what you like, um, then that might be something you're into. Does it have all
0: the, like, individual customization that Planet Coaster does? no it doesn't okay. have all of that that i, I just found. remember watching b00 do the planet coaster stuff yeah, that's and like, nuts he could just make anything he wants like right. decorative stuff and that was just overwhelming for in a whole other way
1: yeah and like but i think cool. like th- this game could maybe benefit from that like i think that'd be really cool because all the models they have are really neat it'd be cool to like kind of customize them a bit yeah be able to take um, the
0: individual pieces yeah
1: i think that'd be cool but like yeah i, I do it, it wasn't what i was looking for at the moment Mm-hmm. Um, I got Far Cry Five. Yes. So, how is Far Cry Five? I wish. So, I bought it on PS4 because my buddy was like, "Yeah, we'll play together," and I was like, "Well, I would rather get it on PC." But I'm mm-hmm. assuming you're gonna get it on PS4 because he always does that. He's like, "Yeah, I'm getting it on PS4." So I was like, "Okay, I'll get it there." Um, I can't aim worth shit on the PS4, <laughs> so I really wish I had on PC. Like I'm just missing shots all yeah. over the place with my guns. And part of it is like the guns maybe kind of don't feel all that great for some mm-hmm. reason. Um the Did bow you play still the previous ones on PlayStation? Yeah, yeah I did. Hmm. Um and I would say like that was kind of my issue with Far Cry 4 as well is some of the guns okay. didn't handle well. Um but so I always just used the bow and I was really good with the bow. And so that's what I'm doing now with Far Cry mm-hmm. Five, but like the, I don't know, um, I have a lot of issues with it. I think it's really buggy in bad ways, I've seen in that. ways that are broken. Yeah. Um, not so occasionally it's buggy in like the funny way, yeah, where the like, fun Oblivion Skyrim ways. Yeah, where there's like truck full of dudes that keeps appearing and disappearing further <laughs> and further down the road right and then all of a sudden it hits me even though it's a mile away and i'm dead like that's funny um but only if i'm not in the middle of doing anything if i'm just running around mm-hmm. um but then it's also broken in the way of like hey this quest isn't triggering like i can't interact with this element that it wants me to interact with and so now it's just broken or also broken in a way of something i read in the Giant Bomb Facebook group, of, hey, it auto saved as you were falling off of a statue. Oh, no. So, and the game yeah. only allows you to have one save. Wow. Um, so now every time it loads, you just die instantly and there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, so, like, there are all these people trying to troubleshoot, like, okay, well, what if you join someone else's co op game before loading in? That's and insane. then you load in? Can they still get to you? And, like, yeah, it's a mess. How um, does that happen? Why would you only be able to have one save? This I, is 2018. Dude, I don't even fucking know. Um, and then, like, there's the whole issue with, like, there's social commentary, how, like, the initial marketing yeah. was very, like, it felt very topical for the yeah. time. Um, And they backtracked on that way harder than I would have thought they would have. Um, well, it sounds like, I mean, and correct me because I
0: haven't played it, but it sounds like they maybe tried to split the difference or, like, play in both like, they tried to do some stuff very serious and some stuff really over the top, and that's what doesn't work?
1: Yeah, like, maybe that was originally their intent, but it almost feels like someone from high, like, they had it, and someone from higher up came up and, came in and they were like, yeah, no, we're not going to do this, we're not going to alienate part of our audience, and so they just had to, like, take out chunks of the game and slapdash yeah. dash this thing onto it because basically how how the main story is conveyed to you is you do shit around the world and it builds up a meter once the meter hits a certain thing like someone comes and knocks you out like you can't do anything about it they knock you out and they abduct you and you sit in a chair while someone monologues at you and then they Mm -hmm. let you go and that just happens over and over and over again it's that same thing sounds very interactive it's super dumb it's it's stupid because like so they didn't make the story interest Like, they didn't leave enough of the story in to make it interesting... Or for you to engage... Or to become engaged with it. And then... So, but they still have this great sandbox... That, while Buggy offers a lot of reward and fun... And, like, there's really good writing in a lot of the side quests and stuff... Which has okay. been a Far Cry staple for the last few... Like, there's good side quests... Um, that encourage exploration. And so, like, they... They have this great sandbox... But then now, because the story is shit and the structure of the story is shit, they pull you away from that to be like, hey, no, remember, remember, we were going to say this thing to you. We're going to yeah. still try to say it, but we're going to whisper it, but we're going to make you listen to it. Okay, now you can go have fun. And it's like, right. all right, here I am having fun. I hey, no, no, I some other shit I wanted to say. Like, it's, it's super at odds with itself. Um, I just...
0: For me, like, Ugh. and and maybe I was in the minority on this, but I, I think the concept of a game like this going after and, and, and talking about this, like, ultra-conservative, alt-right, cult kind of, like, militia, that could be a really cool thing. Yeah. In the real America, that could be done really well. For me, looking at every single game Ubisoft has ever made, I never had any faith that they would do this well that's because fair. they have never done it well in any other game that they've tried to like be real and so the fact that it wasn't as hardcore on that as maybe the marketing made you believe that's okay with me but the problem i think is that like it overcorrected or or like was too watered down and so now it's just kind of like it doesn't have enough personality in either direction right
1: it totally doesn't it yeah. it yeah it it doesn't it it feels like it doesn't know what kind of game it wants to be right um which maybe that there's that's a a result of an internal kind of indecision yeah um, that may have happened somewhere along the way i don't know but um it also has an arcade mode which because like far cry like the map creator that's also been a series staple um so arcade mode is literally, like, Super Mario Maker Far Cry. Like, you can okay. just play, like, a playlist of people's levels. And the really cool thing about it is you have, like, a separate arcade level that you're leveling up, and you get perk points mm. to spend on mm-hmm. in on skills and stuff in the campaign from doing that. So, like, if you're... If you're feeling like really underpowered or getting shit on in the main campaign, or like there's a special ability that you want, just go play arcade mode for a little bit, get a couple perk points, pop back in the campaign, and buy the thing. Um, and there are oh, so I, it's the same. It, yeah,
0: the, your progress crosses over. To the same. Oh, interesting. So okay. like
1: your perk points do. So because yeah. in the main campaign there aren't you don't have a level anymore. Um, it's, okay, you just you're, you're, perk you're earning perk points through challenges, mm-hmm. um, and like so like get a certain number of. Uh, kills with this type of weapon get a certain number of kills with this type of weapon headshots melee stuff like do this in a car and like other vehicles and stuff Um, or like wingsuit this far like you're getting Mm -hmm. perk points for completing those challenges which like offers up hey maybe you should switch up the way you're playing to get some more like fulfill the challenges and then get more perk points Um, so do you think that encourages you to try other stuff or do you feel like
0: it forces you to play the game in a way that you don't want to play it so
1: there are a few perks that feel critical like lock picking and like um the uh uh, like the wingsuit is hidden behind a perk point stuff and then like uh there's a grappling hook too that like certain areas are inaccessible if you don't have these things got it it's like that stuff feels critical but like if you're just playing the way you want to play, you're going to get enough, more than enough perk points to buy that stuff. Um, okay. And then, like, I might be frustrated if the arcade mode didn't give you perk points. But since it does, I have had, like, no shortage of those. Like, I'm not even yeah, paying attention good. to when I have perk points. I just, every now and then, I boot up that perk menu and, I'm like, oh, I have enough to get this thing. I'll go ahead and get this thing. And mm. now that is slightly easier. Mm-hmm. It's it's not that big of a deal it doesn't it's not like super game changing apart from those few that are like kind of seem a little like there are a few that seem critical but the rest of them are like hey just make this certain aspect less shitty i don't know um yeah it's 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 okay it's an okay game I have not have played we, any co-op yet. <laughs> okay. Despite yeah, having that, bought it on PS4 to play with my I friend, mean, we have not played co-op it, it, yet.
0: It's pretty similar to, to 4. I have heard that the co-op is kind of where the game shines, because that's where you yeah. can really lean into the hilarity and the insanity. But right. the second player, like their progress doesn't carry back over to their single-player game, which that seems kind of like a stupid oversight. Because you can play through the whole game co-op, but the second player, they don't get credit for playing the missions and stuff. I wonder if they the, do get perk points, though. I think you do level up and stuff. That's okay. what I've just what I've heard, but I don't know. That still seems dumb. Yeah, you can't just beat the game as a second player. You have to do it yourself. Yeah. For the arcade mode stuff, like are the are the ones you played? Are they good? Because that was one of the cool things about a couple Super Mario Maker. Cool. Like even even when someone makes a bad level, it's still fun to play. Like there's something there. Like it, you know, it seems like it'd be harder to make a good level in far cry because there's so much more stuff
1: for sure. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot more going on. I played one level that was like a city that was full of like undead that were coming Mm -hmm. at you. And so like, basically they wouldn't get put down unless you had headshots in them. And so like, Uh it was this weird balance issue of, I don't have enough ammo. So I'm having to like run back to this mounted machine gun Jeep and hop in that and mow them down as they come at me. Uh, but eventually I did manage to kill all of them it just took forever mm. um yeah there there are some cool ones and then I'm kind of I'm waiting to encounter the level that someone makes where just like a thousand enemies die and then when you finish it you just level up your arcade mode like 30 times and get a mm. bunch of perk points I'm mm-hmm. kind of waiting for something like that to happen yeah um just be like hey here's some free levels <laughs> like yeah. I'm kind of waiting for that to happen um I don't know we'll see but uh, I, I don't know how they gate that kind of experience because I am getting more experience from certain levels and I don't know how they're counting that up okay. um, if that's something that you set when you create the level or if that's something that is like hey you have to kill a certain amount of enemies each one gives you this XP I don't know so it's it's interesting there, there's a lot on offer uh, not all of it is good but most of it is at least okay. Some of it is good. Like a lot mm. of the side quest stuff is, is a fun time. Um, like they they have a good sandbox. And it's like full of Easter eggs and stuff for other franchises and other medias. Um like there's a there's a sewer tunnel with a red balloon hanging outside of it. Um it's uh, pretty good. Yeah. I I don't know that I want to go there and walk through that tunnel. <laughs> I don't know that yeah. I will. But um Yeah, it's it's a lot of, it's, they, it's like half the team was in charge of, yeah, we're going to, we're going to say something and do this. And the other half of the team was just like, we're going to make a side quest about a balls (laughs) festival, call it testy festy. (laughs) Like, okay, that's just do more of that, man. Yeah. Yeah. If, if they would have taken
0: the, let's have fun with this. From the beginning, I feel like it would have made a lot more of a cohesive, fun experience than trying to sprinkle in elements of like, no, let's really say something about modern American culture. Right. Yeah. So coming uh, from a bunch of people that aren't American. <laughs> right.
1: Right. Uh, which but hey, they have a maybe they're in more of a position to, maybe they're in more of a position to talk about it than we are because they are objective. Um. Lastly. I played Sea of Thieves for like an hour. Oh boy, it's like they put all the betas together into a single release. Yeah, that's about all there is. Yeah, it just
0: seeing this just makes me think of Destiny when that yeah. when Destiny first came out and playing the beta of Destiny and like really enjoying a lot of what was under the hood. You know, the shooting mechanics felt really good. There was an interesting world, and playing the beta and just feeling like. If this is all there is, though, that's not even
1: close to
0: being a full game. Yeah. And then, but sure like, enough, that is all there was. At
1: least Destiny had, like, a clear path you can follow. This yeah. doesn't. It's completely aimless from the start. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And in some ways, it kind of feels like it relies on you to have played the betas or have, like, seen coverage in order to know what to do. Mm. Um. Cause like I mean, how are you supposed to know who you need to talk to to get quests and stuff? Like, how are you supposed to know any? How are you supposed to know you're supposed to go to an outpost? I mean, I guess it's possible you play for a couple hours and you're like, I don't know what the fuck this is. So there's no tutorial or anything. I mean, there's barely one at the very beginning. Like this just
0: reeks of an early access game that That's they should feels charge like $15 for. That's what it feels like. This is a finished project product. They're charging $60 for published by Microsoft. Like this, like ugh. everybody was so up in arms over no man's sky and like all the hype and stuff. And Sony was lying about it, which like, I don't, I don't really buy into the pitchfork mentality of people against no man's sky, but this right. seems way more egregious than no yeah. man's sky did
1: feels like it because i mean there's literally there is they give you no reason to play other than relying on the fact that it's fun and it is fun but like i I played a lot in the beta and like i got my fun but the fun seems
0: determined by playing with fun friends and in which case that's that has nothing to do with the game if you play a co-op game with your friends that you have fun with it's gonna be fun there's nothing about the video game that's making it fun
1: yeah, I would say like even playing with randoms though is still fun and see if these. Is it? Yeah, you're still able to like communicate and accomplish stuff. Yeah, yeah. They have a lot of. They have a lot you. of like contextual chat options. Okay, that's uh, good. And like emotes and stuff. Yeah, like that. That that part of it is good. Okay. Um, apart from my one experience with whatever the fuck his gamertag was, who stole my right. chest and would not give it back, the vast majority of people are not out to ruin your day. Yeah. Unless they're on an opposing ship.
0: And maybe, I mean, they've said they have a big plan to support the game. They haven't really talked about new releases and updates and stuff yet. right? I mean, like, I hope that they put it all together. It's just, this is not the first time that this has happened with a video game from a right. major publisher in a major studio. It's just hard to trust that this is the one that's going to get it right when... Destiny didn't and still hasn't. At least it sounds like with No Man's Sky. It took a long time, but at least it sounds like people who are playing the game now are like this game is phenomenal. Yeah, just and there's a, two
1: years. There's another big expansion coming this summer. Right. It's like I keep waiting to play it cuz they keep releasing content. It's like I want to play it like when everything is there and so I think i am going to try again this summer when the expansion comes out. Yeah. we'll, I think we'll talk a, a little expansion. bit We'll talk about that in, in the news segment, but yeah, yeah. I, I read about that and was like,
0: yeah, this seems... Because I bought the game a couple months after it came out because it was on sale for like 40 bucks, and I was like, sure, I'll go ahead and buy it, and I have not played it ah. like, two years later, okay. so seems like it'll be a good time to come back.
1: Yeah. So what so, about you?
0: Yeah. Well, I haven't been playing that many things because I've been putting a lot of time into two games, so I don't remember if I talked about it last episode, but I picked up... Final Fantasy twelve, the Zodiac Age. I picked it back up, I should say. So I was playing it several months ago, and which I know I talked about. And then towards the end of the year, like new stuff was coming out. I needed to catch up on games and I just kinda put it on hold. So I picked it back up and uh I wasn't as far as I thought. I was at the Mandragoras boss, the five little Mandragoras thing. Yeah. So I was like maybe two thirds through the game. Um so I've been playing it a lot and I'm at the late game now. I have I mean, I could probably beat it in another four or five hours of play time, um, but I'm going to grind more because grinding is fun in that game and it's super easy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's funny. I, um, I had a Zen-like experience the other day when I was playing it where I had it on, like, two times speed. I was just running in a circle around this big area just killing dudes. Like, I, I didn't have to press any buttons. All my guys would just do their thing. And Kelly came into the room and saw me sitting there playing it, but my eyes were closed. She was like, "Did you fall asleep?" I was like, "I wasn't like asleep, but I was like just in that mode where like I didn't have to pay attention. I was just running around and doing it." So it's a really great game for that, and and it's been a good game for. Um, I haven't really been up for playing a ton of games since I've been sick, but because it and it requires like a very low investment on actual like paying attention, it's been a decent one to like plug in and play for an hour here and there right last couple of days um also been playing and i finished rise of the tomb raider okay so i was i was only a couple hours in last episode and i finished it um i mean it's 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 a very solid game i would say i enjoyed it less than the first one um for a couple of reasons i don't think the story is as interesting uh there's like a big twist that happens which is kind of Cliche and not really justified. And uh, the world isn't as interesting either. I thought the world in the first game was pretty well varied with like the beach area, the mountains, the woods, whatever. And yeah. in this, it's like either a forested area or snowy mountains. And that's really all there is. And okay. it just kind of gets monotonous after a certain period of time. They did add some like side missions, which is a cool addition to be able to do, but there aren't that many of them and they're not like super deep with narrative. It's just kind of like you walk up to one of the dudes and he's like, hey, they captured some of our guys. And so you go visit an area you've already been, which which just has, like, new enemies. And okay. then that's it. And you're done. So it's, like, it's a nice thing to add to, like, expand the playtime of the game. But it's not super deep. It's not, like, a huge addition. Um, there's, like, some new craftable weapons that you can – like, little bombs and Molotov cocktails and stuff that – really make the game way too easy i mean i played on normal and i had the same problem that i had when i was playing the last of us on normal which is like the if you get headshots it's it's so easy to kill guys that i'm always full on ammo i'm always full on craftables i'm always full on first aid and it just kind of makes a lot of the combat pretty trivial it got better at the end game when they introduced, like, the new enemies, which are almost exactly the same as the new enemies from the first game. Because in the first, they're, like, the samurai undead dudes. Yeah. Apologies, had to cough. And in this game, they're undead, like, knights. So it's basically the same. <laughs> the same uh, And, like, they function a lot of the same way, too. And there's even one section where... Um, you're, like, storming their little castle area, and I swear to God, it's moment-to-moment moment the exact same as a moment in the first game where you're storming their castle, and you're just kind of, like, running through these alleyways, and they're up on, like, towers and shooting you with fiery arrows. And I was huh. just like, this is the same fucking thing I've played in the previous game. It was crazy. Um I don't know. It it sounds like I'm being, like, overly negative on it. It's still solid and I just, I, it didn't feel like it really improved on the first game in any significant way. And a lot of the stuff feels pretty much the same. And a lot of the stuff that is similar isn't as good, like the setting and the characters. So, I don't know. I was pretty underwhelmed with the overall experience. I did play through, because I have the Definitive Edition on PS4, which is like the 20th anniversary, whatever. And uh, it comes with a bunch of DLC. And I played through, there was a side quest about Baba Yaga who's this like medicine woman thing and it has like a little bit of a horror vibe to it uh cuz you get like poisoned and you are getting like how uh hallucinations and that kind of thing and that I thought was cool it's uh, Baba Yaga
1: I think it's Baba Yaga is the Have name you of the bitch John Wick no oh man that's what they call John Wick Baba Yaga
0: Baba Yaga
1: interesting. <laughs> I wonder if it's like Japanese or something. I don't I don't know. I don't know. But yeah,
0: um so that that was a fun side quest and it was longer than I expected too because it's it's a bit of a different twist. You're still doing a lot of the same stuff, but like because Lara's having these hallucinations, instead of fighting wolves, you're fighting these like demon dogs that have fire coming out of their faces and that sort of thing. And so it's just like it's a little bit different of an experience, which which I thought was fun. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's a solid game, but it's not amazing. Did you get it on sale? Um, probably. Okay. It was several months ago that I bought it, uh, and I just it just took me a while to get around to it. I, I assume I bought it when it was on sale for like thirty bucks, twenty bucks, or something.
1: Okay. Because right now it's still sixty bucks on the Microsoft Store.
0: That's ridiculous. Yeah,
1: I think that's just for the regular version of it.
0: Yeah, and there, there's more DLC. There are two two DLC things that take place at Croft Manor, which I have not played oh, yet. I cool. will, so I, I do want to check those out. I'm not sure what they're they're supposed to be. And there's also a weird, and I'm not sure if it was like microtransactions related in the original release, but there are these things called expeditions which are like little mini missions that you get to outside of the main game that I think is like you either get an objective or like it's like a horde mode, but you unlock card packs to use in these. And I thought about loading one up and was just really uninterested. So I can't speak to whether or not that's okay. But I remember the first game had some elements of that too, like this challenge mode that seemed really uninteresting to me. Yeah. I'm not sure if these Lara Croft missions, if it's this or Croft Manor rather. I'm not sure if it's the same or it's like a horde mode or not. But uh, I plan on checking those out to see.
1: Yeah, uh, it looks like the 20 year celebration Rise of Tomb Raider on PlayStation Network is still 60 bucks. Well, then yes, I definitely got it when it was on sale because okay. that game came out like two years ago. Yeah. Well, this is like, um. Well, yeah, yeah. Actually, the the 20 year celebration one was released on october 11th of 2016 um yeah it's still 60 bucks this is the one that has all the dlc and like it's been updated yeah. for playstation vr and stuff for a couple yeah that's things. the one that i got yeah. yeah it has like 4k and all that stuff yeah huh interesting so uh you've been watching anything um a little bit so Kara and I started Jessica Jones season two. We're only like a couple episodes into it because every time I, wanna I have also been it, watching that Yeah, every time I want to watch it, she says she doesn't want to watch it. So um, probably because it's a bad show. Yeah, it's it's not great so far. It's just her. And, complaining and you, you like the first stuff. season. I did. Right? But I think I'm beginning to realize maybe I like that first season because of David Tennant. Absolutely. That was the only – and, like, I still thought the first season was bad,
0: but that was the only thing that kept me going was David Tennant, and now he's not in it. And, uh, honestly, I find everything about the second season to be worse than the first season. Not just that he isn't there, so it sucks, but the writing is so – Painful. It's all very amateurish. It's like high schoolers made it. And that sounds dramatic, but it is. The directing is so bad. And like the choreography and the blocking are just, they're just bad. It's like a high school theater production. And like I made a note for a lot of the little like fight scenes and like little moments where like they push somebody, it feels like they were in a rehearsal and they were doing it at like 0.75 speed, like a walkthrough practice. And that's (laughs) the take they used. It is painfully bad. It is one, like, I, I'm not, not exaggerating, and I'm going to have to fucking finish it because it's a Marvel show, and I don't want to lose right. out on it. I'm, like, halfway through the season. It's the worst show I remember watching in several years. It is way worse than the first season, which was already terrible. But I apologize. I interrupted you to rant about it.
1: That's okay. So what
0: what what have you seen? Like, you're a couple episodes in. Like, what what's standing out to you?
1: Um, The fact that... I guess I didn't notice it in the first season as much because it felt justified because she was really having a shitty time, but just how fucking lame and shitty she is all the time about everything and just how she doesn't deal with anything well ever and she always makes bad decisions.
0: Its just I, like I can't root for her, you know what I right. mean? Like I don't I don't want her to succeed because she doesn't deserve to succeed. She doesn't learn from her mistakes. she doesn't right. try. she doesn't care like any positive move that she makes in her personality or relationships she completely undoes 10 minutes later right And they're like I don't know if you've gotten to the point where there's the new landlord. That's like a vague sex or sex interest, love interest. (laughs) But he, he is a terrible actor for one and the relationship sucks. It's just the whole fucking show. It is so, so shitty and it pisses me off. Yep. Those like, how, how, how does something that is that bad make it? How does it make it? What, why does no one raise their hand And, and like, and it's just, It's it's amateurish. That's the best way to describe it. It's like a bunch of people who have never made a television show and have no idea how to make a television show or write for characters or direct or choreograph stuff. It's like they all got together and just made something in a vacuum and just put it out there with no leadership, no notes, nothing. Because like characters just do stuff. That like there are so many times where like. Either Jess or Trish or the, the the black sidekick dude, who I actually like that character. Yeah, I do. He's like, like the one guy like, I like. They'll, they'll do something that I'm like, no fucking way would this character ever do that or say that. It's so right. outside of their character, but that's what they need to do to justify the plot. And that, that was a problem in the first season, too, because it all revolves around, like, Kilgrave and, like, we capture him. Am I going to kill him? No, I'm not going to kill him. Oh, now I want to kill him. Oh, we're going to let him go so that we can kill him. Oh, no, I want to capture him so that we can save him again and so we can arrest him. But, no, I want to kill him. And she's just so indecisive <laughs> because they needed to make 13 episodes of a television show. Yeah. And this it's the same thing. It's all over again. And Kelly gave up. We watched, like, five or six episodes, and she's like, shit, I can't watch this anymore, which makes it that much harder For me to go and watch it. Because now I'm by myself watching it. So really like I can. I've watched like maybe one or two episodes since she quit. And I can only watch it when I'm already in a bad mood. (laughs) Because if I'm in a good mood. It's going to ruin my night. It makes me so angry. Bad television should not be allowed to exist. (laughs) When there are so many good people out there. And selfishly I'm pointing at myself. That can do something. And instead they make this absolute garbage. Pisses me off. And it's 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 not like The Big Bang Theory or Gossip Girl or Keeping Up with the Kardashians, which is like those are just terrible in conception right. and would never be good. This is a good comic book character, and Kristen Ritter's a good actor. She does a good job as this character. The character is just written really poorly, and that that's what make because like this show could be good, and that's what makes it way more frustrating and the fact that i can't just ignore it and pretend it doesn't exist because i'm like invested in this universe right uh now i'm angry
1: um i watch a lot of anime <laughs> and not for something completely different so how, how's <laughs> anime it was a good time you? to move on um it's just it's a lot just a lot of it i'm, I'm watching like <laughs> six that shows nice. that get uploaded that get updated like every week okay uh, I think two of them just had their last like first season episode air so I think those are kind of done for now I think sometimes they like immediately launch into a second season but most of the time there's usually like one season and then like a few years later if people are still clamoring for it they'll do another one but mm-hmm. yep watch more anime. May <laughs> um and I did. I don't remember if I've talked about this. I'm sure I have. Dragon Ball Z Kai. I did. I think I mentioned it last episode, how giant, right. the Giant Bomb guys are watching that. So I'm, like, way behind them. Um, so I'm trying to play catch up. Okay. But it's still, eh, it's fine. I have, to, I have to really be in the mood for it. Um, why, why is that? Just because it's it's a really slow burn kind of thing? Yeah, even with it being, like, cut down. Significantly, In the Kai right. version, it's still a slow burn. Um, I will say that uh, one of the new or one of the YouTubers that uh, I've been following for a very long time, he like for a little while he went to Twitch because the YouTube ad revenue was all fucked and frankly is still fucked. Um, and then he had some really, really bad family stuff happen to he and his wife involving their newborn daughter um and so he took a break for a while and he just returned to youtube um and it started uploading again and like it's like a nice little positive ray of sunshine in my life again because he's just yeah. a treat he is a treat and you're talking about B i'm assuming yes yeah yeah i saw his update as well
0: i haven't i haven't been watching any of his new stuff but i, I want to
1: are you familiar like with what happened with yeah. Him? yeah yeah
0: that's i can't yeah. imagine um but, I mean, and it's not a secret, like he makes videos and talks about it, but right. yeah, He just, just some awful family stuff that happened and he had already been moving away from YouTube because of the monetization and just this also happened. And so it's, yeah. it's, And I mean, we, you and I, we've been watching him for how long? Like, uh, I mean, I've been watching him for like a
1: eight, yeah. Like eight years. He, well, yeah. I mean, he was one of the YouTubers who inspired me to do YouTube. So right. like at least seven or eight years. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, and um, so I'm really, really, really glad that he's back selfishly. Um, And I think like it seems like it's good for him to kind of bring himself back to that schedule. And um, and he's like been involving his kids in a lot more of his videos. Uh, He has two daughters already. Um, uh, And so he's been involving them in some of his recent videos and stuff, uh, trying Mm -hmm. to like just like spend more quality time as they're getting a little bit older They're able to, like, actually speak now, which is kind of crazy because I remember when they were born. Um, Right. It's like they have personalities and stuff, which is crazy. Um, And then I saw the new Jumanji movie with my fiance. We watched it. Honestly, I will say the new Jumanji movie is better than the story of Far Cry 5. (laughs) It's a bit apples to oranges yeah but all right so with the new jumaji movie um the ch- main chick is super hot the actress Karen is re- yeah the actress is really hot I don't know anything else about her uh um, she was in Doctor Who that was where she kinda like got
0: her big break okay she was in Doctor who several years ago she also plays uh i can't remember the character's name in guardians of the galaxy uh She's the blue, like, cyborg chick. Oh, okay.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, Which,
0: in the first Guardians of the Galaxy, she was absolutely atrocious as that character. She was better. The second one, she was better. Yeah,
1: Yeah. for sure. Um, Also, like, The Rock. I love The Rock. Yeah, he's easy to watch. Jack Black. I fucking love Jack Black. I know you're not a big fan. I I have
0: liked him in a lot of stuff more recently he gets on my nerves he just feels like he's she's going over the top and trying too hard a lot and especially this character because he's like actually a hot teenage girl it just it and granted it's just
1: trailers but it really like rubbed me the wrong way it seemed really corny he looked like he was having the fucking time of his life playing a teenage girl and that that was fun to watch um and like the rock is like in actuality, this little, skinny, nerdy kid who has right. a crush on the other girl. Um, and so, like, watching The Rock be, like, an intimidated, nerdy, like, small guy who's, like, yeah. uncomfortable in this big body was really fun. Um, does, does he pull that off? Yeah, totally he does. Interesting. He totally does, which is Because, obviously, crazy. he's never done that before. Right. He totally pulls it off. It's hilarious. Yeah. Um, and then... Um, oh shit who's the chris hart chris hart thank you um i can handle chris hart in small doses i cannot stand chris hart um i i small small, small doses. kevin 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 Hart Hart. um small doses for me and Mm -hmm. this movie i had just enough kevin hart i had just enough there it, it was a between the four of them is a good time and then one of the fucking Jonas brothers was in it and I was like right. go die in a fire <laughs> um but you know I I laughed quite a few times like genuine laughs I feel like
0: I wouldn't care about this movie if it wasn't Jumanji like it wouldn't bother me but I like I actively hate it and never want to see it because it is a quote unquote jumanji movie. Which is just the the, the la- laziest trying to cash in type of thing because it barely has anything to do with Jumanji.
1: Yeah, it's basically the it's a the game Jumanji sucks people into it and because the first Jumanji is the guy was sucked into the game and then was spit yes. back out and the game starts infecting the real world. Yes. In this one, they're sucked into the game and it's them. But it's a the video game. game version, right? Right.
0: It, it's just unnecessary. It would, have, it would have changed 10 minutes of the film to make it just a random movie and not be Jumanji. Yeah. And then I wouldn't care. And maybe I would even watch it. I probably still wouldn't watch it because it looks annoying. But I'm
1: glad like it wasn't as
0: awful as maybe it seemed.
1: Yeah. Um, they do make a reference to um, Robin Williams' character. They mm-hmm. mentioned his name once. And that's like exactly the only real connection, which I think it's it's better that way. It's better that way. Maybe, maybe. Like, leave leave that movie alone.
0: Let Absolutely it, it agree be. with that. But my my point is, leave it alone. Don't pretend don't like this is a sequel. Yeah, sure. yeah,
1: sure. Um, I don't know. Like, there there were some genuine laughs to be had there. And Mm -hmm. the movie, it had, like, a a fun kind of spirit behind it. Um, I don't, it's not, it's not all bad. It's not all bad. There are things Mm -hmm. to like. Um, And then I just saw A Quiet Place featuring Jim Halpert.
0: Yeah. And his wife.
1: Uh, Is she actually his wife? Yes. Ah.
0: Emily Blunt and John Krasinski. Ah. Um, How was that? Kelly and I really want to see it. Uh, It was really dumb. Oh, no! And not good. No! I would
1: argue very not good. Um, Without going into spoilers, like, why? So, it's a horror movie, mm-hmm. but it relies on jump scares a lot. There are a couple good tension sequences, but there right? are a lot of jump scares that are just stupid. Um, And... It's bad because I immediately, my first thought when like the enemy is revealed, um, my first thought was, Hey, wouldn't this be the solution? And then like, apparently no one thought of that. And then it was the solution. Okay. And then I was, I was how did, no nobody thought nobody thought of that? What? N- not this is like over a, like a year and a half after like the whole big thing happened. No no one in the world thought of this to do this <laughs> thing that is so That's obvious. Annoying. Um yeah. so that was really dumb. And the ending was the ending of it was supposed to be like yeah, power trip like the last mm. shot and then but I was like this is just so stupid. Like it didn't That sucks. It, yeah, it you know what? The movie does suck, Shay, and it sucks well, that it sucks.
0: I know Kelly will still want to see it, and I do want to at least watch it. But it sounds like that's going to be a random Red Box rental for us.
1: It should be. Do not go yeah. to theaters to see a Quiet Place.
0: Is it like? Is it well acted at least, or like is the cinematography interesting? Because John Krasinski directed this.
1: Um, the acting's fine. I would uh-huh. say, yeah, yeah, acting is fine. The kids aren't great. Um, but they're kids. Uh right. I would say Emily Blunt and John Krasinski do f- a fine job of carrying the tension. Mm-hmm. Um and John Krasinski actually does do crazy eyes pretty well. <laughs> okay. Which I didn't I didn't see coming. Um, but he can do crazy eyes. Like there there are there are a couple of sequences that are that are good and like a couple of like good moments. Like mm-hmm. little teachable moment things between him and in the in the kids and stuff those are okay um I will say within the first five minutes I was laughing out loud in the theater because of something that happened um oh, no. I laughed out loud no one else was laughing but boy howdy <laughs> did I find it fucking hilarious oh uh, that's such a bummer um yeah so. I don't know. Now I kind of want to see it, like, even more. Like, well, yeah, go see it, like, form your own opinions.
0: Sure, of course, but I, I take what you take, you know, at face value, and not that we always agree, but if you're going to be that down on something, I probably am not going to be like,
1: I loved it. I mean, it's, yeah, it's not the worst movie ever made. It's just, It's just, a, it's a bad horror movie, um, yeah. which is all you can really say for it, because um, Kara I, I, like, when we were sitting there, she was like, well, at least John Krasinski was in it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, at least Emily Blunt was in it. Right, exactly. So, you know, something for There's both something. sides of the relationship yeah. <laughs> there. It's not really that type of movie. No. Man, sure. <laughs> yeah. So, that's, that's what I watched. Um, I would... Crazy thing. The Don't new Jumanji it. movie is better than A Quiet Don't, Place. No.
0: <laughs> I was waiting for that. If you're going to go see a movie this weekend, I recommend Jumanji over A Quiet Place. Well, I would recommend the original Jumanji, that's for sure.
1: Uh, I can't. I can't watch that movie anymore. Ever since we okay. lost Robin Williams, I can't watch a Robin Williams no. movie anymore. I can't do it yet. It can't, I mean, Too soon.
0: Yeah, it's still a bummer, but... Because we, we watched... We watched a couple in like the months after he died. And Jumanjin was one of them. I don't know. It, it. Not that it makes me appreciate them more. But it's it's a very different kind of appreciation. I yeah. It was so uh, brilliant.
1: Yeah. But like. He used to be fun for me to watch. Because it looked like he was in this constant state of wonderment. With his surroundings and his career. And he felt like he truly loved what he did and like was a like a fulfilled person and now Mm -hmm. going back and watching those things and then knowing like being able to see that it's an act like that he is acting it like it it makes me it now that i have the context for what's going on with him personally i know he's acting and it pulls me out of it and i can't enjoy it anymore
0: yeah i get that i guess it's just I don't know and I'm not I wasn't in the dude's head and know all of his thoughts and feelings but with people like that that deal with that like you know semi-bipolar stuff because like Jim Carrey talks about it a lot it's not like it's only pretending like he does you know feel that at times it's just the swings are very large in either direction but I I definitely see what you're saying and hopefully we'll forget it so that I don't feel the same (laughs) way the next time I watch a Robin (laughs) Williams movie (laughs)
1: So, so that's what so, I watched. How about
0: yeah. you? Um, so being sick, best thing for me to be able to do is just watch stuff. So I actually, um, Kelly wanted to restart Parks and Rec, which I am kind of discovering now that in a direct head to head, looking at every episode of Parks and Rec versus every episode of The Office, I think Parks and Rec is a better show. And The Office seasons one through four are that holds up like close to Seinfeld when it comes to like best comedy of all time. But seasons five through nine, which is more episodes than the first four seasons, so many of them are just actively terrible, just bad that it really, really brings down the show as a whole. And, like, I'd never want to watch. I mean, some of season five, six, seven, because Michael's still there. There's the stuff with Holly when they get married. Like, there are still high points. But a lot of it, like, I don't want to watch a lot of those seasons and right. a lot of those episodes. And Parks and Rec, I mean, the first season is not great. A lot of season two was not great because of Mark Brandanowitz boring me to death. But seasons three through seven... Everything is so fucking phenomenal. Anyway, so we were watching Parks and Rec. We watched the, we've watched the first three seasons, and we're like maybe a couple episodes into season four. And we've watched all that in like the past two weeks. I also watched uh, the first three seasons of The Office when I was sick because that was my like lay in bed, come in and out of consciousness. I just have it playing in the background. I mean, nothing really to say about those shows. I've watched them dozens of times each. Well, okay. not Parks and Rec, but yeah, but um, I did watch. I watched the second half of season three of Lost, and then all of season four of Lost. So oh, quite wow. a lot of Lost. Yeah. Um. So, and I'm getting now to the point where, like, I'm not enjoying a lot of it. There's still something there, but it's it's gone. It's it's crossed that barrier. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I think it's because season four was the start of that. For two big reasons. One, that's when they started the jump forward in time. So like in the first three seasons, always like flashbacks. And that's how they're developing characters, developing tension, etc. You're learning more about the situation. Right. And in season four, they start jump forward where you learn, oh, these couple of people got off the island. It wasn't fun. There's this extra drama that's happening. Now they want to go back, blah, blah, blah. And first of all, that just isn't as interesting because, one, it's not really teaching me anything I don't know about the characters. Because it's all future state. Like, I'm not learning anything about their past experiences that enlighten what's currently happening. It's all, like, where they're going to go. And that's just not but inherently you, not as interesting. You
1: do learn a little bit... Well, I don't know that you learn... I, I think it, it raises new questions about what the island is and the nature of the island. So it does it do that. It does.
0: It absolutely does, and some of that works, some of it doesn't, which is my second point, but still on the first point of it not being as interesting, it's also because the whole season, like, the way season three ends is there's the boat, and they think they're going to get off the island. The entire season four, which is 14 episodes, is all them dealing with the boat trying to get off the island. That is way too long to be dealing with one problem. Yeah, It just gets boring, and they're just recycling the same problems over and over again. It also introduced a couple of new characters, which, like, the one scientist-physicist guy who's, like, the nerdy weirdo, he's kind of interesting. Yeah, But most of the other characters I didn't really like – and i don't know it's just the flash forward stuff it it didn't really work as well to me from the get-go and it relies on it way too much it does set up some additional mysteries but most of those i didn't find as interesting the second point the second big problem with the show that is introduced in season four is the time travel and that's really where the show fucking jumps the shark into like laughably bad territory where it's so confusing and random and weird and stupid and that is like they just kind of tease it here and there in season four and there's a whole episode with desmond where like he's jumping back and forth between time periods which was a totally superfluous episode but uh i don't know so i'm i'm nervous now and i only have the the two seasons left and they're both shorter it's like 13 to 17 episodes or something like that in each season so i'm on the home stretch thankfully but man it was kind of a slog getting through season four um One fun moment, though, that I totally forgot happened was Michael comes back in season four. And uh, he doesn't really do a ton, but it was like a fun reveal that I totally forgot about that he comes back. So that was fun. Um, I don't know. It's just like when you tell me that they get off the island, don't spend 14 episodes for me waiting for them to get off the island. Like, sure. It's just the, the tension's gone. I know they get off the island. So the fact that Jack has to have... His appendix appendix taken out and he's in surgery and like, oh, he's sick. Like, there's no drama because I know he's going to be fine. It's just that that kind of storytelling device is failed from the start because it removes all the tension from what's currently happening. And what's currently happening is the story. The future stuff is additive and just, I don't know, a lot of it just wasn't necessary. And plus there's still the whole... The, like not only is there the love triangle, really, it's a love square between Jack Sawyer, Kate, and uh, Juliet. Right. In when they're on the island, but there's also the future stuff where there's the love issues between Jack and Kate and blah blah blah. And so it's like you're hitting me twice with this bullshit that I don't care about. So yeah. Lost. That's fair. So much potential. So uh, unless you've been watching anything else, I can jump into some news. Yeah. Let's let's Do you want we've do had that. some some game announcements. So do you want to tell me about some of those?
1: Yeah. Um so the game that you're excited about, uh Spider-Man is yeah. now coming out on September 7th to PS4. Um this it's earlier than you would have suspected because Right. You would think like oh this big superhero game that they've been pushing really hard for a while um and has been like a big part of their like conference presence and stuff uh lately like you'd think that would be like their flagship holiday release but september 7th is too. too early for that so right. um i don't know, like do you think they're going to have something additional like do you think they're like they're planning on something else for the holiday yeah i was trying to
0: think about any other games they've announced but don't have release dates and, I mean, like, Last of Us was already pushed to 2019. God of War is coming out this month. Now, Spider-Man in September. There aren't any other big exclusives. Like, Days Gone is delayed to 2019. Right. There aren't any big exclusives. I mean, uh, I, I keep saying there aren't any big exclusives that I keep thinking of. Uh, Detroit, Become Human, comes out in May. So, like, right. anything there isn't anything that has already been announced that we don't know when it's coming, you know? And so, yeah. I don't Like, maybe this is... Because it is September. I mean, it's right before fall, this might be their quote unquote fall big release. Cause unless they're going to announce a new game at E3, that's coming out in the fall, which I think is pretty unlikely. Um, I don't know. Maybe they might not have like a big fall exclusive and they might just be relying on like, they have the call of duty DLC, whatever marketing. And that comes out in October. Who knows if they'll do co-marketing on red dead, which is also October. So I don't know, man. It's, it it's, it seems weird that this would come out. So early when they could easily like wait and have it come out in November.
1: Right. Um, I'm kind of now wondering, though, because the PlayStation VR price dropped also like it had a hundred dollar price drop. Um, yes. So now it's only three hundred dollars. Um, right. And like this is seems like maybe it's a response to the Rift and the Vive seeing price drops recently. So maybe right. this is kind of a response to that to stay competitive in the market. Um, but maybe they have some big VR thing cooking, and this price drop is hmm. like to get more people on board, and maybe they'll have something at E three that they show off. I don't, I don't know. Maybe there's some yeah, big VR thing for the holidays. I don't know.
0: I just don't know what studios they have right. that aren't working on games. You right?
1: Know?
0: They're kind of because like, like I could see Gorilla Well, no, it's been too soon. Like, because I was, it's like for them to tease. The Horizon sequel, and obviously that wouldn't come out this year, but it's, I mean, that game only came out, I mean, it came out about a year ago now. Yeah. So it's like, if that even feels too soon for them to even tease something right. like that. I mean, they were working on the Frozen releasing. Wilds DLC. Right. So I don't know. 'Cause all their other big studios are working on stuff. And who knows what where I don't think um Dreams, the media molecule game, I don't think that has a release date. Okay. But that's also not a big temple release. Like it's right. a pretty niche game. Right. Very Ma- weird Maybe project. they're
1: gonna tease like VR for Dreams or something. That seems like something that would make sense. A PSVR PS yeah. VR implementation yeah, for Dreams. Um, also coming in September is the Spyro remake trilogy. Um, Hell yeah. Like so this was like, there were a lot of, like, drip feed rumors and stuff about yeah, this Yeah, I think we recently. talked about it a couple episodes ago. Yeah, they, they finally, like, they confirmed a September 21st release date with a new trailer. Um, it's Toys for Bob who are making it. Those are the guys who did Skylanders and the Crash Trilogy. Um, yep. So, it makes sense that they would be given this property because it seems like people really like the Crash Trilogy. I, myself, have not had a chance to play it. Um, yeah, me but either. But it seems like some pretty positive feedback there it's going to include spyro the dragon ripto's rage and year of the dragon which those are totally the three you would want um, yeah those are the three insomniac ones right um like they like complete visual overhaul just like they did for crash it looks fantastic it looks yeah like did you true. watch the trailer yeah um it looks awesome it looks like really it looks good. beautiful yeah it looks like a modern game yeah. yeah uh and i think like that's that's what i would want um and then yeah like, that's you know, awesome They also like analog control support and stuff like because back in the day it was d-pad only um right so analog control support the graphics look really good um i guess they have a new soundtrack as well um yeah
0: i i the story that i was reading i think it was a game informer said it was a reimagined soundtrack so i don't know what all that entails if it's all new tracks or just re-recordings or what but right
1: um and tom Kenny who plays SpongeBob, uh, is also going to reprise his role as Spyro. So they got the of original course. Tom Kenny back to do some more VO, Yeah, which, yeah. Is, which is the thing you probably need to do.
0: Yeah, I'm super pumped for this. Yeah. I mean, like, September is a pretty hard-hitting month. We have yeah. Spider-Man's coming out, the Spyro trilogy's coming out, and there's something else. Oh, uh, uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider comes out in September right. as
1: well. Right, So that's like three big games that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I mean, I I probably will skip Spider Man, but the other two are, I mean, that well, like <laughs> well tech, maybe the, well, like, maybe once I talk these about is, it on the podcast, is three games, so really I'm getting yeah, four games in September. You're that's getting true. five, yeah, um, it's a big month. Yeah, I do, man. Now that you talk about Rise of the Tomb Raider, I do need to. I I played a bit of it. I don't think I beat it. If I did, I boy, how I don't remember it. So maybe I need to pick that back up and. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it's worth playing. And you liked the first one, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: I, I really liked it because I mentioned this last episode, but I'm working on my like top 100 games of all time. That one didn't quite make the cut. It was close, but like I really enjoyed the first one. And this one, it was just kind of a diminishing return sort yeah. of feeling. And it might be more about... Because I just played the first game. I replayed it uh, maybe four or five months ago. Um, and so that might be part of why this felt a little rep- repetitious is because I played it so recently. Okay. But that also doesn't bode well for shadow. If I'm going to play that again in a couple of months,
1: that's fair. Yeah. So, um, so there's been this whole big hullabaloo about the system shock remake, um, right. how they kind of got into feature creep and they felt like they needed to take a step back and refocus. And like they were, they were straying too far from the original, um, vision for the game. Um, so they're, they took a short hiatus kind of restructuring and rethinking things. And now they're back on, they're moving from unity engine to the unreal engine, which is like, if you don't know a whole lot about game development, moving engines is really hard to do, but if like, they're going to do it now is the time, um, when they're going to be kind of rethinking and restructuring things. Um, and like now that they have scaled things back, because they were having a lot of issues getting publishers to back them, I think because mm-hmm. the publishers were looking at, like, the scale of what they were wanting to accomplish and being like, yeah, probably not a wise investment for us because it seems yeah. like this is a little too ambitious. Now that they've scaled this uh, project back to its, like, original scope, they're getting a little bit more publisher interest, which is a positive thing because that can provide them with additional funding that could help them actually right. finish it, additional funding and resources, rather, uh, and marketing too. Um, publishers are <laughs> – really important for stuff um (laughs) so now they're targeting a 2020 release date which it still seems to me like why even really say anything because you don't know know, long this is gonna take (laughs) dude um although maybe they do maybe like they have now that they're like they've refocused they're like yeah okay this is how we can do this and maybe they do have a good roadmap i don't know uh internally so we'll see system shock remake I i would be very interested to play it when it comes out. Absolutely. I I still would have been interested
0: to see their original project, which more of like a remake of the game with like a lot of new systems and stuff. I still would have been interested in that. Yeah. But I totally get why they want to scale back and focus on what their Kickstarter was trying to deliver, which is just like essentially a remaster, just like remaking the actual core game. Right. And I, I would still
1: be very excited to play that. Yeah, absolutely. Um Lego Incredibles Yes. Is going to be releasing on June 16th. So Which announcement and a release date. Um, yeah, that's coming really soon. I mean, TT Games, they can shit right. this stuff out in their sleep, man. <laughs> um, yeah. So Lego Incredibles, there's a trailer out now. Go check it out. It looks like looks like fun. I, really, I fucking yeah. love the Incredibles. I can't believe it's taken this long to have a second movie coming out. This is the perfect mm-hmm. time to release this kind of a game. Um, this makes sense. Absolutely. I mean, there, there was no
0: gameplay in the trailer. It was just like a, an announcement, but, but whatever. You know CG, what it's going to be. It, and it looks – yes, it, you know yeah. the kind of game it will be. For me, it's more about like – it's not um, like DC or Marvel or Star Wars where there are this huge plethora of characters. So I'm curious like what that's – if it's going to be a little bit smaller scale on the cast the way that like the Indiana Jones that's games true. were. Although – because it's
1: more about the abilities. In the original Incredibles – Movie, They do show like a lot of superheroes kind of in like a, a sizzle reel, essentially. They do. So yeah. I wonder if like they're planning on making all of those playable. That could be yeah, maybe, that would be smart. Maybe. But yeah, I, I do wonder if it maybe it'll be a little bit of a smaller scale. That's a good point. Um, But yeah, I, I don't know. I'm down for this. It's been a little while since I played a Lego game. I could I could get mm-hmm. down with it. That Jurassic Park Lego game was a sack of shit. It was real shitty. It was terrible don't and awful. I
0: remember them making a Jurassic Park
1: game. They did, and it was buggy and terrible and awful, and the structure was bad. So hopefully, you know, maybe this should be a little bit simpler. Maybe this should be kind of a return to form for them <laughs> because it yeah. was like weird open world, and they didn't know how to do open world, and yeah, oh. it's bad. It's not a good one. Hmm. Um, no Man's Sky is coming to Xbox One, so it's mm-hmm. no longer PlayStation PC exclusive. Um, it's like so No Man's Sky next is the big expansion. It's called Next. Um, it's It will be free. It's an update that's coming this summer, um, along with the release of the Xbox One version. Um, this new Xbox version will include 4K and HDR support, I believe also on the PS4 Pro. Um, mm-hmm. It's a really good time to pick it up if you have not, or to return to it if you're like me and haven't played it since release and were yeah. so- felt somewhat snubbed. Um, by the original release. So this summer, actually, some things going on. There's God of War this <laughs> month. There's uh, Detroit next month. Um, and then uh, probably No Man's Sky update and Lego coming in June. Um, also, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze is coming
0: to Switch next month. And Hyrule Warriors Skip. is coming to Switch next month.
1: Skip. I'm looking forward to <laughs> Um, Hey, you know what? More things on Switch probably not a bad thing yeah um so lawbreakers that is a video game well is it <laughs> it was almost a video game no it's it you know is what a it's game. playable it is a playable game um i don't know if people realize it's playable because no one's playing it um, right it is an online only multiplayer game um not really a hero shooter but kind of a hero shooter um somewhere like it, it had enough that set it apart from like Overwatch and like other games like that like Paragon and other crap like that um it had enough to set itself apart it was uh, a lot faster paced and the style just felt very generic like it didn't do yes. enough to put itself out there and talk about what made it different um, it also didn't help that Cliff Blazinski of Boss Key Productions was, like, the guy who was out talking about it. Because, yeah, it's his right. game, but Cliff Blazinski's a fucking douche nozzle.
0: Yeah, he's pretty insufferable. He's a sack
1: of shit, man. And, like, yeah. no one wants to listen to Cliffy B. talk. No one yeah. does. Because he sounds like an idiot. He sounds like he hates everything that he's talking about. And he sounds like he's he thinks he's better than you. He probably does. Cliffy B., he's a douche like i I hate to judge someone that i don't really know like that but everything i've ever seen i've seen a lot of cliffy b over the years i've never once been like i would want to befriend this man yeah exactly um so (sighs) lawbreakers um
0: yeah and i mean they've been planning for a while since the game was doing really poorly and they had like concurrent players in the single digits yeah uh to like try to go free to play to get people into the game. And I guess they're still going to play around with that, but they've kind of just said, we're sort of giving up on Lawbreakers. We're moving on to other projects to, yeah. as their main focus. So
1: I think I mean like it, it
0: It is a bummer because these are people with jobs. And right. obviously there was some amount of passion behind this game to make it get made. And it doesn't sound like the game was bad. It's just, it it's didn't, a bad have, it didn't market. do enough to stand apart. Yeah. And so, you know, I'd be interested what kind of thing they can come up with next. I, I suppose.
1: I'm not. <laughs> fair, like what? Fair. What other bad market are they gonna try to shoehorn themselves into next? Yeah, I don't know, we'll man. See. Like that first-person shooter online competitive, yeah, the hero is shooter, oversaturated like crazy right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. I mean, maybe in ten years it won't be as the as the great the grand wheel of time turns and the trends reset the like four trends that video games go through every 20 years. Um, as that resets and the wheel turns, maybe, maybe then lawbreakers, maybe then, um, why don't you take, uh, why don't you take this next one?
0: Sure. So microtransactions update, because there's always stuff to talk about with microtransactions.
1: Um, Middle
0: Earth: Shadow of War when it launched had payable loot boxes. And there was a lot of really negative feedback because in order to not have to spend real money on them, it was just a ton of grinding and this is this was the only way that you could get like a lot of the really good late game stuff. Well, Warner Brothers has come out and said that they are removing all of that from the game. And this game came out like close to a year ago at this yeah. point and now they're removing the microtransactions. Just seems weird that they've waited this long to do this. Uh, and not, they have basically owned, they only have removed the loot boxes. They haven't changed the progression in any way of how you earn them in game. So theoretically, like the grind is still there. You just can't spend money to get rid of the grind, which that just doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't really seem like it's solving the core problem. It's just solving one of the symptoms. Right. But I also never played this game, so I don't have all the context, but Seeing the news about this, the reaction was like, not only did they wait too long, but they didn't do a good job solving the problem. Which, I don't know, seems weird. Yeah. Um, they've also announced as part of this that the kind of post-game tower defense stuff, which is called Shadow Wars, which yeah, I think you use the cards for that. That That's getting a bunch of new updates with some like narrative stuff to make it a little more interesting for players that have are still playing that um I don't know, the whole thing just seems like kind of a marketing ploy to me. Yeah, to like, get, no one's got headlines again. No one's talking about the game anymore because it came out a while ago, and the general reaction to the game in the first place was kind of mediocre. Like, it didn't seem like people loved the sequel in the first place, plus all the microtransaction stuff left a bad taste, the grinding stuff left a bad taste, and now this is like them coming out and being like, oh, we got rid of the thing you didn't like, so that, you know, news stories are being published, people are thinking about the game now, and to try to get People like me who looked at it and were like, ah, I'm not interested in the first place, but also the people that played it got burnt out because of the grinding, whatever. It just seems like a ploy to get people to come back. Yeah. And I get it. It's a business. It's marketing. That's what you do. But I don't know. It, it seems like they maybe didn't solve the problem, and now they're trying to pull the wool over people's eyes yet again to get them to come play the game again, which it's not a not a great look. Right. So, I don't know. Um, Level 5 also put out an announcement. So they just put out Nino Kuni 2. Um, they just put out an announcement that they're beginning work on their next game, and it will be set in modern day. So it might still be, you know, it might still have some elements of fantasy like, you know, the Nino Kuni games have had, but uh, it will be set in, like, the real world, it seems. Um, I don't know. So I'm, I'm interested in that. I've heard really great things about Nino Kuni 2 because of the fact excuse me, that it's more of a spiritual successor than like a real sequel and you don't have to play the first game. I'm pretty interested in checking it out. I might try to do that in the next couple of months. So I'd be interested in the next thing that they're working on. They've also said that their next game is going to be much bigger than anything they've done before, which, you know, that might just be marketing speak, PR speak. um, And making a bigger game doesn't always mean it's going to be a better game. Right. But uh, that's still cool. Like, I'm glad the studios, they have ambition. They're clearly trying to try new things. So it seems neat. Um Play Dead is also working on their new game. They put out a hiring notice so play Dead they made limbo and um inside both, both amazing games, are, games. Are phenomenal <laughs> games. Um, yeah they, they've put out some tweets uh showing some like kind of concept art production still sort of thing and it looks vaguely like it seemed to me like it's it's like on a on the moon or on some sort of planet where there's like an yeah. asteroid in the background where you play as some sort of like astronaut it seems. Um, which I don't know. That looks pretty rad to me. Yeah, they're like very dark, um, kind of monotone aesthetic. I think is really good for this type of setting. Yeah. So if you are a game designer, maybe apply to work on PlayNet's next game. But for me as a consumer, this just made me excited for what they're working on next, and hopefully it's not like three years away. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. I'm. I think more. Like, I've really loved. I, man, I played Limbo like four times. Um, I do want to go back and replay inside cause fucking the water babies, man. Yeah. Those water babies with the grudge hair. Terrifying. Awful. Yeah. That was kind of like a, a
0: singular experience for me. Like limbo was a bit different because it's a, it's, there's less of a, I mean, there's not really a story in inside either, but it is like, there's like a beginning end kind of a narrative of sorts. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It's one of those games that I'm like, I feel really good about my playthrough. I don't know that I ever need to go back to it. Yeah, that's fair. In more new things news, uh, Square Enix has opened a new studio. And so it's called Luminous Productions. They're strictly focused on making new games, which is awesome. It's also going to be headed by the director of Final Fantasy 15, which to me is less than awesome because I really didn't like that game. But... Um, yeah, I don't know. So who knows? I I don't know if they're going to be working on a new Final Fantasy or if it's a net new IP or what. But it's always like more games is always a good thing. More jobs for people making games is always a good thing. Yeah. Um. So and Square Stor- Enix like they've been a, a bit up and down here and there, but they at least from a publishing perspective they put out pretty high quality games. Yeah. You know the Tomb Raider games, Dusex, Fan Final Fantasy, obviously. So yeah, they've they've been I, I would doing be well. Happy to see more. Yeah. Uh, And then finally, in the movie world, both X-Men movies that have been announced have been delayed. And so this is the second delay for New Mutants. It was originally supposed to come out in, I think, this month. It was originally supposed to come out. And then it was delayed to like the end of the year and now it's been delayed again to august 2019 and i guess a lot of that is to do reshoots because they're introducing a new character which seems like a weird thing to do after you've shot the whole movie but uh yeah that's what they're doing i mean reshoots are very common that's not a sign of concern but the fact that they're introducing a new character
1: is pretty that's a pretty big change to be i wonder if this has to do with disney's acquisition of the x-men license
0: yeah it has to I'm sure, and and I would assume that's Dark Phoenix, the new X Men film, has been delayed as well to uh, February of 2019. So it's been delayed like a couple of months. And I'm sure that I'm sure that this is Disney slash Marvel wanting to make some changes this new character, and like I'm assuming they're trying to find ways to integrate the X Men back into like the actual Marvel Cinematic Universe, which I'm down with. I'm sure that has something to do with. Yeah, I'm down with that too, as long as it makes for better films. I'm, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. New Mutant still looks cool as long as it's still that like horror vibe. Right. Like that seemed that was a really, really cool, unique take on superhero films. Yeah. So I hope that at least they're keeping that aspect of it. So, yeah, Um. I, I don't really want to do a hate of the week this week just because I'm feeling crappy and I don't know. So I guess we'll call it a hate of the week, Jessica Jones season two. I had I had a I had a large enough rant that I think that qualifies as a hate of the week. Yeah. But uh, another thing um, you wanted to talk about, which I think is appropriate for me being sick too, which is just uh, comfort games when you're feeling down in the dumps. Yeah. So is there
1: something that something that inspired this? Um, well, just I went through some personal stuff uh, lately, and um, I like I just when I get depressed like I don't want to go out and do anything I don't want to be around people I just right. I want to be miserable when I'm miserable <laughs> Um, and so uh, to kind of combat that a little bit like I just I can't bring myself to go out and be around people sometimes so I like I stay in my own like I, I like to be on my own in, in, in my home and then I try to like play a game to take my mind off it and so Banish is yeah. really good for that because there's like just enough going on okay. to like keep my mind busy um, I did jump back in and play some of the new Minecraft snapshot and that game is like wildly different now. I know All it's the crazy new stuff, it's insane. Yeah. Um and then I just I started and played through the entirety of Resident Evil four on PC yet again on professional. <laughs> Um, but th- some might say that's the best game ever made uh, yeah like, you. Uh, like me i would say that
0: some might say little teaser for my top 100 some might say it's the 50th best game ever made
1: <laughs> which is still that's pretty good that's pretty good 50th best game ever made it's pretty it's good. not good enough um, <laughs> but uh, this is the first time i've ever played resident evil 4 where i managed to fully upgrade every single weapon and get the exclusive upgrade in a single run. It's the only time I've badass. ever done that on professional. So, How many times
0: have you beaten that game?
1: It's got to be over 30.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, it was yeah, at least like 25.
1: Um, I think on original GameCube, I think I've beaten it 15 or 16 times. Yeah. Um, and then on PS2, I beat it twice. Uh, I beat it once on the Wii. I beat it twice. No, I beat it once on PS3. And once on PS4, what am I up to? Like, 20? Um, uh, Yeah, ish. Uh, like, 22?
0: I beat it once on Xbox 360. And then you haven't said you just beat it on PC,
1: too. Is that the first time on PC? No, it's the third time on PC. Yeah.
0: So, that's I mean, that's at least 25, 25 to 30 times. Yeah. That's a
1: lot. It is a lot. It's a good game. Great game. Best game. It is. Um, <laughs> I also, it is a great game. The, the next one I'm going to do... And I think I'm going to do it this summer is the original GameCube release on professional Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with the chainsaw controller. Oh, boy. I've never done that before. I played on easy with the chainsaw controller once and I didn't beat it because the controller is awful. But I think I'm going to try to do it on professional with the chainsaw controller.
0: Wasn't that was it was an RE5 thing, right? The chainsaw controller, or was that with Resident Evil? It was Evil with
1: 4? it was a it was the collector's edition of Resident Evil Four. Okay, yeah.
0: Okay, interesting. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna, I think I might try and do that this summer. Yeah, I'll keep you all updated. <laughs> I know it's tremendously interesting. Um, so those are kind of my comfort games.
0: Yeah, I think I mean because it is a bit different thinking when I'm sick versus like when I'm feeling depressed. Sure, it's a different mentality, but. I don't know. I kind of just go back to games that I'm very familiar with, yeah, or games that are like I don't have to focus on a lot, or maybe it's a combination. Like it's it's either games that I don't have to focus on a lot, or it's very engrossing games. Yeah. But it wouldn't be something. It wouldn't be something I'm playing for the first time. That's for sure. Right. When when I saw this, the the first ones that came into my mind were Minecraft, which is more of that relaxation. I'm not thinking about anything. I'm just exploring. And Skyrim, which is, you know, that's one of my favorite games ever made. And that's more, you know, I can play it where I'm kind of like zoning out, but I it, I can also get totally enraptured in the kind of universe of the right, game. Right, right. Those are the big two that jumped out, which are both, you know, open world uh, kind of games
1: where there's a lot of exploration. Yeah, and that's you can thing, jump so in at any sense. point. Yeah, exactly. Like something like Final like, Fantasy X or Kingdom Hearts, like right. it's not as easy to just jump into those games.
0: Yeah. Yeah, either Skyrim or Minecraft, like, I could go, not that I ever would, but I could go five years without playing one of those and jump back in and be right back in it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it's it's really easy to pick up like that versus something that's more narratively focused, like some of my other favorite games. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, all right, man. And, and I brought up my top 100. I, I do have to do a shameless plug. So I turned 30 on April 12th. This coming Thursday, which some of you might even be when you're listening to this. On April 12th, I have committed. That is when I am posting my top 100 games of all time. I already have the list ordered. I am currently doing write-ups for every individual game. Ooh, boy. I need to get images for all of them. So I have quite a bit of work ahead of me this week. But uh, I think I have like 100 through 70 all written up. So I'm, I'm like a third of the way through. But uh, yeah, that will be going up on April 12th. Check that out. Obviously, I don't expect anyone to agree 100% with anything. But I think it's a pretty good list. Like, as I read through it, like, there are things that you can make a justification for any game here or there. When it comes to, like, I look at it like the top 30... Those are, I feel like, really strong on their individual ranking. But all the rest, like, you can make an argument for any game to be anywhere. Yeah. It's just, like, when I look at the list as a whole, it feels like it's a really good combination of just, like, personal favorites, games that had a really lasting impact on the industry, representative of different time periods in gaming, and, like, trying to get rid of some of that, like, recency bias of favoring new games, but also... You know, the rose-tinted glasses of, like, looking back on games from the 90s and thinking they're perfect when really they haven't aged well. I don't know. I feel really good about it. I feel really good about the list. Good. It's completely subjective and dumb to pick 100 games out of the (laughs) tens of thousands of games that have been made. But, uh, I don't know. It's fun to put together. Hopefully, it's fun to read. So, check that out. And um, in our next episode, I will be 30. So, I'm an old man. I don't feel great about it.
1: <laughs> Ouch, but man. But that's life. Ouch. That's life.
0: Yeah. At least hopefully I'm not fucking sick. If yeah. I'm not, if I am feeling better by the time I turn 30, I'll be good. Maybe that's the whole, like, that's that's the, uh, not it's not a, like a learning experience, but maybe that's the whole message. Because, like, I've been really dreading turning 30, and now that I've been sick for so long, that's all I want to do is not be sick. And so now, like, it's making me dread 30 less. Yeah. Because by the time I'm 30, I should be feeling better. Yeah, because
1: it's like, look so how crappy 29 ends. was. Maybe 30 will be better. <laughs> yeah, at least the last couple of weeks of 29 <laughs> were, were very crappy. The rest of 29 was pretty okay. Yeah, Despite um, except for tax season. Oh, fuck, dude. We haven't finished our taxes yet. Oh, no. And they're due in a week. You're welcome,
0: <laughs> Well, I mean, obviously, I have to get it done. I don't want to pay a fine. Yeah. Oh, that's just something I do and I want to have to deal with today when I'm already feeling sick. And I now owe, like, $1,700 to the government. This is the worst. <laughs> All of this is hate of the week. Everything. Everything I just said for the last five minutes. Uh, but, as always, we will end the episode on a note of positivity. And today, I don't hate being married to my wife. We just celebrated a four-year anniversary, even though I was sick during it, which sucked. I enjoy being married to her. She's a pretty cool lady.
1: Congratulations, man. And I, yeah. I realized when I saw that it was a four-year anniversary, I was like, oh, that means Karen and I have been together for four and a half years. <laughs> because we had only oh, been right. dating for like half a year when we went to your wedding. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well,
0: and at the end of May, we will have been together for, for a decade. Wow. Yeah. Whew. A third of my life.
1: Nice. It's a long time. It's a long time. Uh, that yeah, man, and that ratio is only gonna get. Uh, I know. Yeah. Wow. Crazy dude. Um. Well, my name's Kyle, and today I don't hate how lucid I have been lately. Um. Just because, like, when I'm down in the dumps, I have like one of, one of two things happens. Either like I shut down completely or Mm -hmm. i'm like really energized and i try to turn it into a positive yeah and so i started running on the treadmill um, because we got a free treadmill which was awesome so i started running on the treadmill um the first two days i did a mile and the third day i did two miles so i do i walk i power walk four minutes and then run for a minute so it was a 20 minute mile the first two days and then a 30 minute two mile the, uh, the third day um and then I very quickly went and got some compression shorts because I was chafing real bad. And then yeah. I've had, like, stage crew all week. So, like, by the end of each stage crew day, I'm also chafing pretty bad. So, like, right. I haven't done it in a couple days. But I think I might do it today because my legs are feeling a little better. And I want to try and try and keep up with that, like, a couple times a week. Um, and just, like, I've had a lot of really good ideas for my campaign, my D&D campaign. Um, awesome. Which, wait. Did we... Have we talked about that yet? Like how we had yeah, our we first session? we talked about it last episode. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Um, yeah, well, next session is coming up this following weekend. So next episode, I'll be able to talk about the second session. Um, Sweet. But yeah, so I've had a lot of good ideas for that. And like just feeling good about progress on the set and stuff like that too. So um, just keeping the keeping the positive vibes of flowing.
0: That's good. I could use some of that. Yeah. I made a decision last night when I was like laying in bed, hawking up a lung. I was like, I'm not going to sit and just feel shitty. As, you know, We're doing the podcast. Kelly and I, we had planned on going to dinner tonight for our anniversary. I don't know if we're going to be able to because I'm literally going to see the doctor after we finish recording today. Yeah. So I'm not sure if I'm going to be up for it, but I want to. But I'm just like, I have to go back to work tomorrow, which sucks. I wish I didn't have to because I'm sick, but... I can't just sit and be sick and feel shitty. I have to try to do something. Yeah. That positive energy, positive mentality makes a difference. It does. That's good. You're using that. Using it for fuel. It's good. It's healthy. Yes. Well, awesome. I know it's a bit of a shorter episode today. I apologize for that. Um, My throat is very thankful for it, though. (laughs) Uh, So we will be back in two weeks, assuming I don't die. Um, with some more stuff so thank you everybody for listening Kyle thank you for joining me yeah uh, as always and um, remember check out ShayHatesEverything.com to read some opinions and reviews on video games movies comics and other shit that matters see you guys next time peace out